bring in the trouble, make it double. <laughs> Big dog ball talk, Matt. I go yes. Jordan Flegel. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Matt, yes. I go Jordan Flegel. Uh, you know, civil rights activists in our own uh, our own right. Jordan, uh, we were just briefly talking about it. I, I had almost forgotten. I think maybe you had as well. Uh, so long ago, uh, we we trudged down to uh, to Washington D.C. We, we yep. checked out. The, uh, the Martin Luther King um, Memorial, the monument. I'm not sure what the actual, I think it's both. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say. Uh, yep. Him breaking through the, 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 the mold there. Uh, uh, there's yep. a good quote there. I don't know it off the top of my head. Uh, uh, I think it's, it's okay because uh, I experienced it. Oh, here no, we go. I, I'm pretty sure it's, um, oh my God, what is it? Um, uh, dark Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Something like that. One of his really, uh, good. really great, great quotes. Uh, very, very inspiring man, obviously. Yeah, Matt, we we marched on Washington physically, you know, not, mm-hmm. you know, back in the 60s or anything uh, like that. But uh, but we were there. We were marching. We were doing it. Uh, Jordan, you, you actually almost had it 100% right. Yeah, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Right. Only love Only can, love do, can that. do that. Only love can do that. What uh, a great message. Hey, another, another one of my favorites, man. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Yeah, And that's what yeah. we're all about, man. Challenging and controversy. Uh, big Dog Ball Talk. Hope everybody has a great Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Wish that we could celebrate it over here in Canada. Guess everybody's a bigoted racist. Thanks, Trudeau. Yeah, uh, thanks, Trudeau. We, but, we, don't, we don't get the day off. But we get to watch all the sports games mm-hmm. during the day. I remember in high school, I yeah. used to just I, often, uh, I think – on multiple occasions, just didn't go to school that day because yep. there was too many good games on. I just, uh, you know, pretend to be sick. Um, but, uh, and and yeah, well, people will obviously be listening to this uh, on the Tuesday, mm-hmm. but uh, we had some good football. We had some good uh, yes, stuff yes. going on. It was, uh, it was good. It was good. As of recording this, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are up on the Philadelphia Eagles. Seven minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, oh my, what an upset. Or uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this and the Eagles came back, wow, what a comeback by the, the Eagles. Uh, not Eagles. so fraudulent. Uh, but to get into it, Jordan, uh, you know, what wasn't the craziest week uh, or weekend rather of uh, NBA basketball action, but we did get a classic overtime thriller between the Sacramento Kings and the Milwaukee Bucks that ended off in just, yeah, how, how else can you draw it up, man? Better than Damian Lillard, Dame time initiated, mm-hmm. hitting that dagger three at the buzzer from deep, like pretty much the logo, uh, an amazing yep. shot. And what was an exciting back and forth tilt. Uh, and this was one, you know, two teams that uh, kind of started to catch fire a little bit more through the, the this part of the season. And, uh, you know, this was a, a a great matchup between two playoff teams. And uh, I, I got to say, Jordan, I think Dame is starting to feel comfortable in his new uh, new surroundings finally. It took a little bit there, but uh, he's, he looked hot that game. Oh, yeah. He, he was awesome. Uh, and, that, yeah, that was such a classic, classic Dame-type shot to go and hit that. Um, and it was, you know, the the, the way it, it happened too was was crazy because it, it looked like it wasn't really going to be his night, uh, you know, a few times when late in the game, I think it was in overtime or or either in overtime or late in the fourth quarter, he just got picked at half court by De'Aaron Fox who just went on a run out, yeah. uh, scored easily. Um, and, you know, wasn't having the best game of, of Dame's life. He was, you know, nine for 23 overall still in this one. But then in overtime, uh, hit a huge three to sort of keep them in it. And then, and yeah, this one was, was classic, uh, gets it into Lopez kind of evades everyone takes like an extra long kind of sidestep and just, he's so good at hitting those off balance, deep threes. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's almost even more impressive than Steph. Cause Steph's shot, uh, you know, he, it, it kind of comes from his legs. Like Steph's never really floating in the air when he shoots it. He shoots, got, got a bit of lower release. It's like faster than anyone's ever seen, but Steph kind of shoots from the floor. But Dame just gets up there and he has this insane elevation and he's like floating to his left. Uh, but somehow, like he's done so many other times, just fucking bangs it right at the buzzer. Um, and and yeah, it was awesome. I mean, the, it showed how dangerous, uh, you know, or, or, you know, it was another, another demonstration of how dangerous the Bucks really can be when you've got mm-hmm. not just Giannis uh, at the end of the game, who still was getting to the rim at will, had a triple-double yeah. in this one. Um, but you've got, yeah, this other killer in Dame who can hit it from the outside, something Giannis has never been able to do himself. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. you know. It, something it, they've it, really it, never had from a, a guard. They've always struggled no. to find that kind of uh, reliable outside shooting, and they definitely got it in Dame. Yeah, I mean, Eric Bledsoe was close, but not quite, <laughs> not quite. Um, yes, yes. But, uh 
but no, it was it was an it was an awesome game too. Uh, and and on the other side, I mean, De'Aaron Fox uh, was incredible yet again. Uh, you know, at the end of that one, with just mm-hmm. every single floater he puts up seems to just bottom. Uh, it, it was awesome. But kids, make your free throws. It was a yes. miss from from De'Aaron Fox and from Malik mm-hmm. Monk. Malik, Malik Monk, over two on that in that yeah. overtime. Uh, just set that up because I think it was yep. 31, 33 seconds left. And uh, the, the Kings were up four. And then, yeah, yeah. They, made, they go one for four on the, the remaining free throws. Brookie the Wookiee hits one three, and then Dan yeah. gets that buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you make at least, even if you make one more, uh, you're at the mm-hmm. very least, you know, going to double overtime here, but you probably yep. come out with the win. So, so yeah, make make your free throws, kids. Practice those ones. Remember that drill we used to do when we dribble around the outside of the, the, the uh, gym? You'd have to stop at a basket. If you make mm-hmm. it, you can stay. As soon as you miss, you got to go all the way. Hey, we, again. we we did a, we did a lot of fucked up free throw drills. Uh, we and, did. Uh, for, for all the viewers at home, uh, none of them worked. Uh, our our last team no. that we played together, Jordan and I. Uh, I think that our three point percentage was better than our free throw percentage. It was pretty yep. close. Which is impressive. Uh, we 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 could the, 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 these In white boys, these hockeys can shoot from deep. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, exclusion of uh, Tyrone Bristro and uh, <laughs> Mikel Jordan, but yes. Uh, uh, they, uh, the, 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 they the, the boys could get, we could, we could stroke it from deep, but yeah, we couldn't hit a fucking free throw to save our lives. Right. Uh, the, the one that I always think that, uh, you know, maybe Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox need to do, and I think they could really, they could, their foot fire would look nice, man. Hold oh, the ball over your quick. head and you got to chop it, chop, chop, yep. chop. And then uh, <laughs> someone's got to make two in a row or else you're going to keep going. You just keep going forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, our producer Alex, he was very. Uh, I remember, <laughs> he was very animated whenever someone would uh, yes. miss when it was finally done. He'd slam the ball down and be like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, great times, great times, uh, old high Classic. school drills. But, uh, but yeah, make your free throws at the end of the day. And I mean, also the the punctuation on this one was the Mike Brown ejection, which was so funny. Uh, really got into uh, that guy's uh, that I think he. he pretty sure he's a new ref this is his first full season i forget what his name is but mike brown really let him have it um and then uh pulled up the laptop at the end in the presser which yes, was just yep. great stuff i think darko's speech really is inspiring coaches to come out and just uh you know mm-hmm. be more honest let it all out there and and i love it i i i wish every coach would uh you know be like that uh, at, at at the end of every game but uh but yeah mm-hmm. i mean uh, end of the day uh awesome uh you know showing from both teams here to put up in you know, in the one forties. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dame time got it in the end, man. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Monk, Monk and Fox just didn't have that, uh, that clutch gene that choke it a little bit there, but, uh, yeah, that Mike Brown ejection to go back to it a little bit there, Jordan. I mean, cause that is a big swing in the game it was, uh, I think just yep. after halftime that he gets ejected and they play the rest of the game without him. Uh, yep. it's a tough one. Uh, and it, I just think it's weird because, again, to go on to that, he has that little mini tie. It was very classy, I would say. Mike Brown kept it classy, and he's not a, yeah. he, he's not a soft-spoken guy. I mean, you saw when he got into the, the official's face. Like, he wanted, yes. he was ready to go. Uh, yes. he, he was fired up. But right. I thought the weird part was that, you know, through the ejection, like, I, I thought it was a good speech. You know, he made his point clear. Uh, he had the facts that he was backing it up with. And I totally agree. You know, uh, if anyone hasn't seen his, uh, his post-game comments, you know, he said, uh, you know, the, the one of the biggest concerns was that, uh, you know, players got, were saying that you know, the, the refs were saying you had to go vertical up both yep. hands in the air. Uh, yep. Whereas, you know, a, a lot of the times guys are only going one hand up, one hand kind of towards the, the pelvis or a forearm out. And yep. uh, that should be a foul. It is a foul by definition by the rule book. Uh, yep. But yeah, the, the, the officials just seem to kind of pick and choose. And, uh, you know, I, I think that this is a, uh, another case where it's, uh, the, the the egos of referees, and I don't care who you are. You can be a big, you can be a referee if you're listening to this. I hope you don't have an ego, but uh, in my lifetime, I've seen enough Experience referees that have ego egos. Death. It's it's just uh, it's tough to watch because I, and that's what Mike Brown even says. He says they they clarify, they say exactly what they're seeing, they say this and that, but then one ref tells you one thing, the other yep. ref tells you another, and then you really don't know what the fuck is going on. So yep. I understand the frustration there. My confusion oh, yeah. throughout this whole thing was that the when Mike Brown gets ejected and he goes at him. The play that he's like saying, like, oh, the verticality, that was part of it, or uh, De'Aaron Fox uh, getting his arm hooked, that wasn't even when he gets ejected. He yeah. he gets pissed off over nothing. Like, it's a it was like a turnover. They, they just a straight up turnover, and then he just charges out to stop the trans- transition. Yeah, I think I know. it was just a, he was playing defense. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird. Like, I think he was talking about that, that kind of snake pick and roll where he comes around and he said that campaign kind of hooked. Deer and Fox's arm, but yeah, it had nothing to do with the verticality. That was a completely separate issue. And yeah. when I watched the playback, I'm like, he doesn't really hook him. He, if anything, campaign kind of hooks 
uh, Domas Sabonis uh, to sort of get around him, which, Mm -hmm. you know, technically you shouldn't really be able to do, but it didn't really impact the play that much. So, yeah, it was a very weird time for him to come out and, and be that fired up over something that no one would have even noticed otherwise. It was it was just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, De'Aaron Fox came off a screen, pulled up, uh, tried to pass out of it, and it was a turnover, but, like, there was nothing, uh, you know, the, 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 yeah, there was nothing obvious there that, that looked like a missed call or anything. So, yeah, it was it was a very weird time, but I think he said at the end, it was, he kind of reached his boiling point. It was it was the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. uh, at the end of the day. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree, too. It's good points, uh, you know, communicate, uh, the, if you're a coach, all you want is that, yeah, that they communicate and that they are consistent. Um, that's kind of, you know, the least that, that you can do. And, and yeah, referees are human, like Mike Brown said a bunch of times. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I get the frustration. Um, and, and yeah, this, this verticality issue, you know, it goes back to, you know, think, you know, Roy Hibbert, uh, you know, all these big mm-hmm. men who have tried to do it. Uh, you know, it's, it's been an issue, uh, and a point of contention for quite a while because yeah, like, yeah, can you have that arm bar out if you don't extend it? Can if you touch someone with it in the air, is that a foul? Uh, if you go up vertically, do you have to jump with both? Even if you have both hands up, remember that playoff game? Uh, you know, height of Lebronto uh, when when Biombo was on the team and he came over and blocked mm. Lebron yeah. a huge two handed block in Toronto. It was game three or four or something. Yeah. I think it was 2016. That was called a foul, even though it was completely you know vertical. But it's because he jumped from one spot and ended up somewhere else. So th- there's a bunch of different things. And and if Mike Brown's right that he's getting different you know explanations from different refs, the NBA's got to tighten that up. They've got to at least at the very least all be on the same page about this shit. Otherwise. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, you're you're gonna see more of these these tirades. A lot of Tim Donahue's out there. That's my theory, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. before we move on here from here, uh, this one, Jordan. I mean, I think any team that plays Giannis in the box, this is always kind of something I look into, depending on you know how well they can contain him. But the Kings' defense has been such a place uh, of concern for you yeah. know multiple seasons now. Uh, I don't know. Because at the end of the day, their, their identity is to move the ball, be fast, and just try and outscore their opponents. But we saw yeah. in the playoffs that if one of their top guys goes and it just gets cold, like uh, the case with Sabonis last year uh, against the Warriors, then you're pretty much screwed. Uh, so my kind of thought here is, do you think that the Kings should sacrifice some of this offense and try and get a lockdown defender? Uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't think they need to obviously trade any of their, their major key guys, but I mean, I don't know, like... Would you trade a Malik Monk to get somebody who is a, a proficient, uh, you know, just maybe a, a, a three and D guy? Like mm-hmm. I know Alex Caruso is the the sexy guy on the market right now, but at the end of the day, I don't know if he's really the guy you want there. You already got Davion Mitchell. You kind of need yeah, like yeah. A, a guy who can guard forwards or bigs or something. Yes. So someone with a little bit more size. And that's again, like we've talked about so much on this podcast, such a premium in yeah. the NBA. Like, I don't know if maybe you want to reach out to a team like uh, OKC. I know that Lou Dort has been apparently on the trade block a little bit. He's yep. got a tradable contract. Maybe you uh, you go in contact with them, a little bit of a West Coast rival there, and see if you can get somebody. Uh, I, I, well, maybe you go a little bit uh, crazy and you try and get Draymond. You patch things up with uh, Sabonis and you go for Draymond. Draymond they they, they really they really need somebody like that that they can rely on to just play lockdown defense and help them out because down the stretch like they can be as they can score 135 points a game but if you let up 140 each time then uh, it's you're never going to be able to go far no yeah 100 percent. and yes i i would give up some of this offense because they 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 don't need any any more scoring or or, and and they can do with even less scoring i don't think necessarily i'd want to give up malik monk because he's such a good piece for them off the bench but like Mm -hmm. kevin herter who had an awesome game in this one has been kind of up and down like i i wouldn't i don't think you necessarily need kevin herter and malik monk like those are two guys who kind of play similar roles can come in and and heat up and, and hit threes and yeah it's nice to have them it's always nice to have more shooters and more offense but but it, yeah if you don't make this defense a little bit better i don't think i think the kings can only go so far uh so so yeah i mean that's why they were linked to og obviously through the through this you know time last year he would have been perfect for them that's why i actually think a siakam fit on the kings it, to me is more even about the defensive fit than the offense like the offense would be great too obviously but you know having a a guy who's can, can you know guard up and down a few positions and is mobile mm-hmm. but has size next to Sabonis uh would be awesome so like if I'm if I'm Sacramento I'm maybe looking at those those wings in Brooklyn like Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney-Smith one of those guys uh you know a good kind of 3 and D wing that's used to you know defending fours 
uh, someone like that would would be, I think, you know, get a lot of playing time, uh, you know, under yeah. Mike Brown and, and be really useful for them. Uh, because, yeah, if you if you already are, you're already giving up so much defensively if, with Sabonis as your starting center, he gives you enough offensively that that's OK. But you can't you can't just sort of patch things together otherwise and re- be relying on, you know, Keegan Murray playing up or Harrison Barnes, who, who's not really his strength, you know, no. defending these other you know, big guys or, or, you know, the, even the big wings in the league, you you need someone who can kind of take that on. Um, and, and yeah, they don't really have that. So I, I absolutely would look to, to be aggressive maybe here at the deadline. Uh, just, yeah, a a big, a big wing, a three, three and D wing with size. I know we, we say that about every single team, but like, if you're the Kings, what do you have to lose here? Like you, 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 you finally got this winning formula. You've got this winning team. Um, you know, you, you've got your, your big guns under contract for a while here, go, go out and try and try and, uh, make an upgrade because I, I, I do think they have, you know, in, in a game like this, you know, on the road against the bucks, what they've shown, as you said, they've kind of heated up as the season has gone along. They, they, they're close. They're knocking on the door here of being one of the best teams in the Western conference record wise. Mm-hmm. They obviously already are, but, uh, you know, what, you know, few small upgrade here, small upgrade there. They could really be, be, uh, you know competing with the Denver's, uh, you know, and, and, and the Clippers and, and all these teams. Um, but, but yeah, as constructed right now, I, I do still think their, their defense isn't, isn't quite there. Well, uh, to, to kind of move our, our focus here a little bit towards the, the trade deadline here, Jordan, uh, there, there's a couple teams I've got kind of circled here that really are in no man's land when it comes to uh, the direction of this season. You know, we're, we're nearing pretty well the halfway point of the year. And yep. these three teams I've kind of got down here, their whole season could go any which way. They could finish, uh, you know, in the top six of their conferences. They could finish in the bottom four. They could end up, uh, you know, just finishing in that middle of the pack play-in uh, tournament. And I think that the worst way that you could do this is have no direction of what you're doing. So I'm going to ask you, Jordan, I'm going to pose you the question. I don't know if this is exactly how I phrased it last year, but we're playing a little game of buy, sell, or stay. Hey, uh, the good. first team, Jordan, that I want you to tell me if they should buy, sell, or stay come the 2024 trade deadline the los angeles lakers baby we're going to la la town la la, la, la land la la ville la la town la la ville yeah that's a good one rolls right off the town uh yeah. but the lakers right now jordan 19 and 21 they're 11th in the western conference they're, they're they've got a game going uh tonight uh, it's going to be going before we're uh, against the, the oklahoma city thunder uh you know hasn't oh, yeah. started yet uh, as we're recording this on uh, on monday night um yeah. but Regardless of how that game goes, you know, maybe they tie the Rockets there, they get the 10th seed, 11th seed, whatever. They're in the middle of the pack, a team that had championship expectations coming into the season, and we've talked about it at length on this podcast. They've underperformed. Jordan, do you think they should stay put with what they got with their roster? Do you think they should buy, try and get this superstar, try and use that uh, that la-la land uh, attractiveness, or should they be uh, shipping some guys out and just uh, trying to plan for the future here? Uh, I mean... Y- uh- Maybe if you were like, you know, a, a, a nerd or, or someone who really was forward looking. Yeah, you could maybe think more to the future. But realistically, the Lakers, you, 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 you've got to be dealing in the here and now. You've got LeBron James for a limited amount of time here. Uh, you know, I don't care how much like Iron Man he looks. He's still almost 40 years old. You got to do everything you possibly can to maximize, uh, you know, your your team around him so i i'm i i, I would be a buyer 100 even though the lakers you know that their front office seems kind of almost you know more reluctant than you would think they would to sort of make trades that i know they made the mid-season move last year to get rid of russ but i think they just you know they, they just had to do that they they, mm-hmm. they they didn't really have much choice He's playing so um, fucking bad he was just he was tanking their season um this year i i really do think that they wanted to you know coming off a western conference finals berth and making the moves that they made in the the offseason I, I really think they fully expected to be so much better than they are right now. Like, I don't think they want it to be in this position where they, they have to be making moves and obviously no team wants to be in that position, but I, I, I really think they thought that they, they'd be, you know, up, you know, fairly comfortably in the playoffs already and, and wouldn't need to make this type of move or these mm-hmm. type of moves. But I think it's clear that they do because it's not like you can look at yourself, uh, you know, in some of these, you know, past years and people have been making this point in the last few weeks LeBron James and Anthony Davis have been playing almost every game and they've been playing amazing. They've been playing together 
all the time. And and so it's not like you're doing poorly because you've had all these injuries. Like you've had a pretty healthy season and you're getting great seasons uh, from your two best players, but still your offense is absolute ass. Uh, I'll go back and, and, you know, listen to anything, you know, that you and I have both said, Austin Reeves is great, but he's not the third best player of a championship no. team. No one can fucking convince me of that. He's not. If he played some in Utah, star. you wouldn't even know his name. No, no. So you know, and and I like Austin Reeves quite a bit, but he's more of like you know, uh, uh, you know the the fourth best scorer, or ideally even the fifth. Like he he's not someone who you want to be relying on as as your third, you know tent pole of an offense. But unfortunately, that's where they are right now. But I I one hundred percent will be looking at. That D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura, two tradable contracts. I would be looking to move those out uh, to as as soon as possible. And you know, I know uh, not to get ahead of ourselves here. That another team we're going to talk about. Spoiler alert uh, is the Bulls, but uh, maybe a little Zach Levine uh, to to the Lakers. I know that's been rumored a lot. I like that a lot, lot more than a you know many people seem to. People seem to think, oh, he's making too much money. Uh, is he really that good of a fit? Is he going to be happy in that role? I think Zach Levine, all things considered, would fit really, really nicely next to LeBron and Anthony Davis as a mm-hmm. shooter, as a guy who can attack sort of gaps, and and I think in a more you can opportun- let him run the point. Yeah, yeah, and he can handle the ball a little bit, uh, and and I think crucially he can play alongside Austin Reeves if you wanted. Like I know they're both kind of shooting mm-hmm. guards, but I think you could play them together. Um, he's a great shooter statistically, which would bring a lot to them, and like a twenty-plus point per game scorer. And I think he would be totally reinvigorated if he went to LA. And I think. Yeah, all things considered, screw the money. Like if you can make it happen, just just I would say go and do it. The other guy I would maybe circle, and another guy's been rumored to them is is Dejounte Murray if he's available mm-hmm. because you know a, a starting lineup of that backcourt of Murray and Reeves, um, uh, you know, and and LeBron and AD, and then you know Torian Prince or whoever else you want to throw in there. I think that's I think that's nice. Uh, so long as Dejounte Murray can kind of get back, he's kind of fall, seems to have fallen off a cliff this year defensively. But if he can get back to being that menace defensively at the point of attack mm-hmm. that's such a useful thing that the lakers do not have d'angelo russell's not fucking guarding anybody um and 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 this year uh dejounte murray's actually shooting the three super well uh yeah. you know and hopefully he can con- continue that uh you know if he were to be traded to, to the lakers because mm-hmm. they just need shooting i don't care how they get it where they get it who they get it from they need shooting um so so those are the two guys i'd be looking at the the issue is the big issue with the lakers i, I honestly think they might have made a move by now um, if, if it were not for the fact that no, I don't think anyone wants D'Angelo Russell. Like I'm trying to think no. of who the fuck would take D'Angelo Russell. No one, no one wants him. Uh, like the only two teams, the only two teams I could maybe think would, would consider getting him are the magic who are really, uh, you know, sort of in need of better point guard play and the nets just cause it's a feel good story. He's going back to Brooklyn and they could also need use a, you know, a, a, a more steady hand at point guard, but D'Angelo Russell also isn't what you would call a steady hand at point guard. He's like the he's everything the guy you, you don't want. The worst, the worst starting point guard in the NBA. And I stand by that. I think. Uh, I mean, there's there's uh, you know, uh, I'm sure you know there's a few other guys on that list, but I think he's he's in the conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even though he just did score 39 points in Utah the other night, uh, that notwithstanding. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's honestly the biggest sort of snag. So you know, I think the Lakers have one pick that they can trade. Uh, you know, one semi desirable pick that they can trade. Maybe you attach that and convince someone, but uh, I think it just makes it messy. Like, whereas with Rui Hachimura, I think teams can talk themselves into getting him, but the D'Angelo Russell piece, those are pretty much your two tradable contracts to, to, to get anyone of value back. Um, So, so that's their snag. But, you know, if I'm Rob Palenka, I'm on those phones, uh, you know, talking up D'Angelo Russell uh, out my ass. How are you? He's a great leader. He's amazing. Have you seen him shoot? He's he's great. Mm-hmm. He's loading. Uh, he's still loading. Yeah, he's man. loading. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jordan, I, I, I think you made a lot of good points there. I think that those are all uh, good trade ideas. But I'm still hung up on the fact that you called me a fucking nerd because I think the Lakers <laughs> should sell. Okay, sell, baby, wow. Sell. Matt, you're a nerd, I'm, man. I'm done nerd. with this shit, man. I really am done with the Lakers. Wait, and, sell what? Uh, like, sell LeBron or, or he's still Trade around? LeBron <laughs> I love James, it. man. Yeah, yeah. I know he's probably not going to want it. I think he's got a no trade clause. I would imagine probably. he does. Uh, and he would have to wait. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think there are contenders right now that would want LeBron. And I know LeBron probably doesn't want to move away from Come his family. In, no. You know, yeah. Bro- Bronny's at USC and he's ki- he's killing. He's oh, he's not killing. He's yeah, he's kind of sucks. First round pick this year. Yeah, sure. Uh, but uh, I mean, when, when I look at this, Jordan, like 
Incoming draft picks for the Lakers. This year, all I've got is a second-round pick from the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. That's probably going to be, you know, one of the last picks in the draft. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Then 2025, they've got their own first-round pick. Great. Why don't you make that worth something? Why don't you try and load up a couple picks here? You've still got Anthony Davis. He's, you know, the wrong side of 30, but he's still young enough. He's a big man. You know, he, if he can stay marginally healthy. If you just get some assets back, you can get back to where you need to be, compete, have some you know credibility here because right now, man, I the the best I could see these guys going. And again, this is you know as the team stands right now, uh, you know if they if they, let's say the the trade deadline they aren't able to get anybody, and even if they are, uh, you know I don't see them getting up into that top six. They're gonna yeah, be that's, in the play. That's the th- yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to fight. They're gonna have to fucking claw. And you know as great as you know LeBron and AD have played in bursts and spurts here, AD has been the top dog as of the last, you know, two, three months, LeBron's scoring has fallen off a fucking cliff, man. Efficiency, not that great. Playmaking, not that great because his surrounding cast still sucks. If you trade two guys to get one good guy, that's great. Now you have three good players and a bunch of garbage still. Like this team isn't good. Uh, They they have no offense. The defense is lackluster, even when they're trying to be good. I, I, I just am so low on the Lakers right now. Similar to how I would feel about the Warriors if we were going to talk about them today, because I didn't even we, we talked about them enough. We kind of know where our directions and our feelings are towards them right now. Yeah. Uh, but I I genuinely think if the Lakers were really thinking big brain here and thinking smart, like I know that LeBron James brings with him like millions and millions and millions of fucking dollars. To yes. LeBron James, if yeah. you have him on your team, you're yeah, him and the Lakers again are a match made in heaven uh, yeah. financially, but. If we're talking about on-court production, looking at the future of your organization, I think as long as you, if you if you just kind of if I just put it out there like, hey man, we've got a guy. He was an all-time great. Uh, you know, he's forty years old. <laughs> he's forty years old, and you know he he's looking to you know get a ring. Uh, the team's not looking so hot. We're below five hundred. We might not uh, make the playoffs this year. We don't have our own first-round pick. What do you think we should do here? I think most people would probably say, if you didn't know it was LeBron James, we should trade him and try and get whatever we can out of him and try to build for the future. Because I think at the end of the day, LeBron is going to leave this place an empty fucking husk, just like he's left all these other organizations he's ever played for. And that's what it's going to be. It's going to be AD and a bunch of trash cans. He's going to blow his knee out and he's going to go fucking dip off to Dallas. Like I... I don't. Well, yeah. I, I think the Lakers after the post LeBron era are going to be so fucking bad for 10, 15 years. They are going to be horrendous. Well, hey, man, th- then that's maybe partially an argument for getting someone like Zach Levine, even if you're depleting uh-huh. your depth, because then at least, you know, LeBron leaves. Then you have Zach Levine and, and Anthony Davis, you know, potentially that's an OK duo, whatever, even. DeJounte Murray, whatever. But but yeah, I mean, I agree too that even though I think they should be sellers, or sorry, buyers, I think they should be buyers. Um, it's not even that I think they should be buyers. I just feel like in their situation, they they kind of have no choice but to, mm-hmm. to maximize yeah, around uh, around LeBron. But, but you know, a- as buyers, even if they were, you know, best case scenario, you can go and get fucking DeJounte Murray and Zach Levine. I agree. That's a lot of your depth that you're giving up then, which already isn't great. Uh, and then, yeah, what... At, best case you're still going to have to be going through the play-in you're going to be playing a lot of teams that are just flat out better than you um mm. and and yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be tough like the the guard in the west is is changing you've got the, the timberwolves and the fucking thunder are now at the top of this conference uh you know seems like out of nowhere they've just been shot out of a cannon whereas they were both kind of still a joke a couple years ago uh and and we, you know we where the the fucking uh, Lakers and teams like the Lakers and Warriors thought they could just have a cakewalk through the West, uh, yep. there's there's just teams who are just just better, uh, no matter what the Lakers do. So yeah, they're they're in a tough spot either way. Well, uh, to move on to the next team here, Jordan, a former club of uh, LeBron James that I had mentioned before, uh, they're actually riding pretty high right now. Four game winning streak. They're seven and three in their last ten. The Cleveland Cavaliers are sitting fourth in the Eastern Conference right now. They're still tied with the Miami Heat and the Indiana Pacers record-wise uh, and, and are right in there with the Knicks and the Magic, the Knicks being a half game back and uh, the Magic one full game. Uh, you know, the, the, the Eastern Conference race is so tight right now, and we've already seen the Cavs deal with quite a bit of injuries. Uh, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley both been out for quite some time here now. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has had some speculations on, you know, how long he's going to be sticking around uh, in, in Cleveland, how well he fits with this team when they're fully healthy. I mean, there's a lot of question marks, so I want to poise the question here, Jordan. Buy, sell, or stay for the Cleveland Cavaliers? 
If I'm the Cavs, I mean, and I would have answered this, uh, you know, in in all of or or last year as well, sort of when they first put this team together. I, I still think they need to buy. Like, I still think they're not quite uh, where they need to be in terms of a complete contending team. I know they got out uh, and they got Max Struess, which kind of addressed a big hole that they had. Uh, but you know, that's that's like putting, you know. A little bit of paper towel in 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 the bottom of your leaky ship. Uh, you're, you you know mm-hmm. it, it helps it buys you a few minutes, but uh, you know it's not gonna you know change anything in the end. Uh, and 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 so I still think they just have a, a glaring hole uh, in in the middle there. Um, and it, and I, I think they need to address it. You know, get a, a, a try and be aggressive to to get a better three. Uh, you know, a, a better small forward. But there's not really that many. Uh, you know, guys out there who are available uh, like that uh, right now, uh, everyone's kind of already spoken for. Um, and, and so I, I think it's tough. And I think like we've talked about with them a lot of times, their construction is just weird. Uh, they, they've got basically two point guards playing in the backcourt and basically two centers playing in the front court. And they, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're trying to play all four of them, uh, you know, on a court at once. Uh, and, and it, it honestly looks a little bit more free and, you know, easy going when they've just got one. I mean, with this, this, this period of time where you've got Jared Allen out there, you're playing the legend D Wade, that's Dean Wade mm-hmm. uh, up at the four and other guys who can shoot and look at all the space that the Cavs have there. Their offense looks unlocked. They, they, they've got all this, you know, uh, room to operate. Whereas you, you have Mobley out there, neither him or Allen can shoot. Uh, you, you're, you're a good defensive, uh, you know, front court there with those two, but offensively it's just kind of been a mess. So, uh, you know, I, I if I'm them, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd look to see. I'd take calls on on Jared Allen because I I do yeah. believe that uh, he's you know, been heating up a little bit too. With he, Tom Mobley in there, he is, and it, and it might be a you know a sell high situation because at the end of the day, if if you're if you're the Cavs, I still think they've seen enough from Evan Mobley that he's kind of their big man of the future. Even though Jared Allen's still only like 25 years old himself, I think you know it's it's tough to have to you know, move either one of those guys. But I think, you know, if you're going to keep one of them, it's going to be Mobley. And and like we've said many times, he's just got to be a center until he has some sort of crazy, uh, you know, shooting season where he proves that he can stretch the floor a little bit. Evan Mobley has got to be a center. Uh, and, and I think if you were to trade away Jared Allen, uh, you'd kind of free up uh, that spot for him and and maybe, you know, fill out your your forward depth a little bit uh, if, if, if you're them. So, I mean, I... M- my uh, suggestion for them as, as a buyer, uh, you mentioned him a little bit before on, on the Thunder. The Thunder could use another big body. They've got almost no one to go up against Jokic, which is going to be you mm-hmm. know something they're eventually going to have to do out West. Um, maybe the Thunder would want Jared Allen. He kind of fits their timeline as a big body. He could play next to Chet or backup Chet or whatever. And then the, the, uh, uh, the, the Cavs in return would get Lou Dort, and maybe throw in Kaysen Wallace to sweeten the deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think yep. OKC would want to give up Kaysen Wallace, but you, you, this is, you know, I think getting Jared Allen over Lou Dort is, is a bit of an upgrade for them. They, they'd have to kind of sweeten the pot a little bit for the Cavs, but then the Cavs get some more guard depth, especially in light of Ricky Rubio, uh, you know, retiring. He, he was a signing, uh, you know, of theirs who, you know, back when they they did that, they, they thought he'd kind of be running their bench. They don't really have that, uh, you know, uh, sort of aspect of their team anymore. And, and Kaysen Wallace yeah. is a hell of a defensive guard with some size, which they don't fucking have. Um, and then you get Lou Dort who uh, can, can, you know, so you can throw them on the, the Jason Tatums and, and, and the big wings that you're going to face in the East. So that, that could maybe be a move to help both sides kind of fill, fill weaknesses, but it, it's, it's, it's not, I don't think there's like a clean fit out there. Uh, again, OG Ananobi's <laughs> off the board now, but if, if, yeah. if I'm the Cavs, I am, uh, you know, especially if you're trying to convince uh, Donovan Mitchell to stay and re-sign with you, I'm being aggressive going out and trying to, 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 to buy, get some more forward depth and, and be able to compete uh, because just like the Kings who have this sort of, you know, they're a good team, but they have this defensive, uh, you know, issue that's holding them back. I, th- I think the Cavs have still some lingering issues that are just kind of holding them back, mainly size and, and yeah, someone to defend the big wings and actually go out and, you know, you know, hit some shots on the other end. That that's not a a, a very small human uh, like Darius Garland and, and Donovan Mitchell. So so yeah, I'd I'd be I'd be buyers. See, I'm I'm kind of in the middle of that, Jordan. Like I I, I hear what you're saying. I, I I think they should be buyers, but also sellers. It's okay. Just retu- it's just the retooling, man. Okay. I retool- feel like yeah. and and I've said this before about my feeling on and, and I think you agreed with this as well in the past. 
that you just need to find a way to be a little bit more textbook, a little bit more classic here. Yeah. Uh, the structure of this team, with like you said, uh, it doesn't work. The, Gar- the Garland and Donovan Mitchell backcourt, very flashy, you know, very exciting, fast-paced, a lot of outside shooting. Yep. Fuck all defense. Yep. Uh, they, they, anybody and their mama can score on them. It's not the the, the best looking team when uh, you know they, they've got their backs against the wall here. Yep. And uh, I I think that they should go out there and maybe they, again they've got to make two choices here. They've got to decide between Garland and they got to decide between Mitchell between those two guys. One of them's got to go. Yeah. Loser leaves town. Cage yep. match. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you do the same thing with your bigs. Yep. Mobley and Allen, and I think it's pretty clear that Mobley should be the guy for the future. He yep. should not be a power forward. He's not fast enough. He can't do it. Yep. Uh, it was cool for a little that Twin Towers motion back there. I love where you can just beat teams up when you're really tall and really big, and I like that for certain sets, but it just doesn't work. Like If you're yep. going to have a guy like that, you have to have a little bit more mobility, a little bit more speed, and while Mobley is decent and Allen can really move, they're just – it doesn't work, and especially yeah. if neither of them can really shoot from deep or anything. Like, yep, yep, I, yep. I, I just don't think it works. So I think you have to find a way to trade one of each. doesn't matter what way you want to do it. Again, I assume what makes most sense is to move, uh, move Jared Allen. I mean, you could make an argument for why you would keep Garland over Mitchell or Mitchell over Garland. I think realistically, if you're smart, the Cavs would rather trade Garland. I know he's a little younger, but, I mean, it's Donovan Mitchell. I mean, this guy's yeah. shown that he's one of maybe the top 10 scores in the NBA, uh, yeah. you know, a proven leader on playoff teams. He's done. He's shown out and he's balled out in the playoffs. I think that would be the guy that I would look for. And, you know, like, if you could – like, I think you could probably make a three-team trade, a giant blockbuster trade with a team. Let's go. Like, you could find – and this is uh, just off the top of my head. I know you'd have to really work out some contracts and make it work, but, like, Maybe you get the Atlanta Hawks to send DeJounte Murray to the Cavs. Clay Thompson also goes over to the Cavs. You know, give him <laughs> some new scenery. You get some outside shooting uh, as well. You know, fill up that, that, that three a little bit better, a little better size. Uh, and again, a veteran guy. Uh, and then maybe Donovan Mitchell goes to the Hawks. I don't know. Maybe they want to try some kind of crazy uh, shit with him and Trey. That'd be fun. Uh, and so you, you could have a – I know I was saying, you know, you can keep Donovan Mitchell – uh, but in this case, you know, maybe you keep Darius Garland because I really think Darius Garland also has a good ceiling. Like you could move yeah. either of these guys, and I, I don't think it would be uh, necessarily the wrong thing, especially since Garland is on cheaper contract, and you know, yeah, Mitchell has pretty much been included in trade rumors ever since he's got to Cleveland. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that would be good. And then you know, Jared Allen could go to the Warriors. They need a big. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I th- like, I think uh, there's yeah. there's something there that these three teams could finagle something. Maybe even throw a fourth team in there and fucking get really crazy. Uh, but I think that you could find a way that you don't need to buy or sell, but just retool and find kind of a, a little bit more of a, a a role for everybody in that lineup. Because right now I feel like it's just kind of jumbled up. You just kind of are throwing everybody out there and hoping for the best. And while last year you caught a lot of people from surprise, I think a lot of people have really clued in on how you can stop them. And uh, that's why they kind of faced a lot of uh, toughness early on the season. But since those two guys uh, that I was talking about, Mobley and Garland, have gone out, they've been better because things and have I been a little that. bit more straightforward. Do you that's remember what I, mean. I said that? I, I mm-hmm. said I, I would not be surprised that, you know, as soon as the, the that news broke that they would both be out. I'd not be surprised if they just played better. And, and yeah, it, yeah, as you're saying, it, it just it makes more sense. Uh, it's a more traditional kind of, uh, you know, it, it, it's more traditional, but at the same time more modern when you do have, like, all, all you need nowadays is, you know, if, if you have a good defensive center and a shooting four with size, you know, the, the rest of your team can kind of fall in place, especially if you're mm-hmm. lucky enough to have a uh, such a dynamic player in, in uh, Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt. Like that's 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 really all the elements that you need. And that's why they've been, yeah. been doing so well. And, and actually, yeah, I mean, I, I know I said they should be buyers. I get I, I sort of am agreeing with you that it's more of a retooling like my <laughs> I think they should trade Jared Allen, too. So, yeah, it's not like a full a full on, you know keep all of our best guys yeah yeah a a retooling because again we said this going back to last year they have the talent to be better than they have been like they're they're Mm -hmm. just not they're not uh you know adding up to you know the the sum of their talent right now they're they're lesser than the sum of their parts because Mm -hmm. of these fit issues and yeah the the warriors thing i i looked at too i'm like if i'm looking at 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 them who, who who you know need size and have for quite a while. What if, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Draymond can bury the hatchet. What if Draymond comes over, mm-hmm. you slot him at the four, he plays next to Mobley. I, I know there's not a lot of shooting there, but at least, you know, they, 
both of them can can you know pretend to you know shoot from the outside. Draymond every once in a while can do it, but and they're both such good passers that I think they'd create more more space than than your typical non-shooters. Uh, and then if you threw in uh, you know a, a little homecoming, a, a little uh, homecoming that that never was, Andrew Wiggins uh, back to mm-hmm. back to uh, the the Cavs. Then I think going out the other way, it was uh, you know Levert. Niang and 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 then uh, obviously uh, Jared Allen going the other way. You know the Warriors would get some more depth. Uh, they they get some size uh, and and just try something else because we know how desperate they are. So so yeah, there, mm-hmm. I think there's moves out there. But yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not necessarily sellers or, or tellers or buyers uh, for the Cavs. But yeah, uh, a retooling, uh, a reworking of their talent, I think would do them a lot of good. Well, on the last team we're going to talk about here, Jordan, uh, a team that uh, as we uh, we speak, as we're recording this right now, uh, actually has lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers, 109 to 91. It was a close game early, but uh, you know it didn't look like it was going to end up happening for them. But the Chicago Bulls, uh, you had alluded to them a little bit earlier there as well. Yeah. Uh, a, a team that is really just deep in like two guards right now. You know, Colby White really starting to come out, and uh, you know this has been a breakout season for him. I can't believe that he's actually. Playing well, uh, I was I had written him off two seasons ago, uh, and then you look at you know Zach Levine, a guy we've talked about plenty here, and even old man Demar Derozan, uh, still kicking around, old still man. giving you 20, 20 points a night, and uh, you know he, he's he's a reliable guy that I think a lot of teams would uh, would like on their, their 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 squad, but at the same time, Jordan, they haven't been horrible. I mean, with the loss, no. like, they're still uh, they're, they're they're just under five hundred. They're in that uh, play-in mix right now, but they've been six and four in their last ten. Uh, it's not out of the like re- the realm of possibility that they send off maybe a couple of those guys and try to get better. Like I don't know if you trade Levine and you try to make it kind of a win-win deal with somebody, but uh, th- this is a team that really has a lot of possibilities, and I'm interested to see what you think. Uh, should they buy, sell, or just stay and play with what they have? Because again, at the end of the day, they do have a, they're, they're deep, and it's kind of been working. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I remember remember when Zach Levine had his fifty one point game and they still lost to the Pistons. That's so funny to think mm-hmm. about now. Earlier in the season, the the Pistons, hey, Pistons got a win. Got another win. They yeah, they did. The Wizards. They did. The 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 toilet bowl. Yeah, but but you know, it's it's, it's funny too how how seasons can change. You know, we're such a reactive uh, you know culture. Uh, you know, the the Pistons at, at one point on this young season, I think they were two and one. We were like, oh, they look good. Uh, look at. Uh, Jalen Duran, Cade, this is going to be awesome, and uh, mm-hmm. hasn't been too hot since then. But but in that win, uh, when 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 the Bulls lose, even though Zach Levine goes off for fifty, I I went after Zach Levine saying I'm not high on him. I don't really you know think he's very good, um, and you know just that essentially he's not really shown me that he can be a winning player. Um, and, and then when he goes down and the Bulls actually start doing well. Um, you know, I, 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 I sort of am standing by that even more now. I, I think if I'm the bulls, you're, you're kind of playing with house money at this point because we thought they were going to be awful. But as you say, mm-hmm. they're doing well They're They're even when they're losing, they're kind of in these games. Um, yep. they're Kobe white. Uh, yeah. Has, has, is having the breakout season is becoming the, the, the player that I think the bulls envisioned. Uh, and, and I don't think it's any coincidence that that happened when Zach Levine was out, when there was a kind of hole yeah. in the backcourt for him to go and, and fill. Um, and even though they've, they've stayed playing, you know, all right, since Zach Levine has come back, um, I, I'd be looking to trade him. And and so I think technically I'd, I'd be a seller, but he's really the only one I'm looking at um, to, to go and trade. Cause I think DeMar DeRozan on a big Vooch. Well, I, I just think if someone calls you and wants Vooch, I wouldn't hang up the phone, but I don't think they're, they're getting any calls, uh, uh, about big Nick. Uh, I, I think he's a guy whose uh, you know, value is not very high right now, but you know, you never know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to a, a Vucevic trade, but you know, mm-hmm. more than anything, I, I'd be wanting to get off Zach Levine's money. Um, and then, you know, you've got some flexibility going forward. I don't know if what you want to do with DeRozan. I think he's on an expiring this year. So uh, again, like, I don't know if you think you can re-sign him at a bit of a bargain. I, you know, I, I don't think his, uh, you know, value is going to be that high, uh, you know, right now as we speak. Like even a team like the Lakers, these other teams in the hunt for, you know, a, a, a third star or whatever. You know, Demar is he's a tough guy to work into a lot of systems, uh, just because of you know the the lack of the three point shot, obviously, and and you mm. know defensive limitations. He's a little bit older, so I yeah, if I'm if I'm the Bulls, I. Again, I, I wouldn't be in a hurry to do too much. They, they are winning at a decent clip here, and they're actually 
you know, if things hold, they, they will be in, in the play in. And, and I think that's, that's all this, that, that, that this management group or whatever, you know, the, this, this front office wanted, uh, you know, when they put this team together, obviously they envisioned it to be much more successful, but they, they made these moves to, to be in the playoffs, to, to, to be good. Um, and, and I think, for as long as you have, even, even if you have, you know, two of the three, uh, if you, if you have DeMar and, and Vooch, you know, as long as you have those guys, you, you want to keep doing that and trying to sort of hold things down until maybe, uh, Lonzo ball can come back and, and, uh, you know, help you out. Um, uh, pretty sure he now doesn't feel any pain in his knee, knock on wood. He can come back soon. Uh, cause you know, what a saga that's been, but, but yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, I think, the, the writing is on the wall. I think they've seen enough that, that Zach Levine, uh, he, he's just, he's just not the, the guy that's going to, to take them over the edge. And if anything, you've got other guys stepping in, 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 in his place in terms of Kobe white, or even fucking Alex Caruso, who are just doing more in terms of creating a winning culture than, than Zach Levine yeah. has to this point. So, so I'd be looking to trade him. Um, and, uh, but but I, I I I don't think they need to tear it down to the studs like I thought they would have to at the beginning of this year because to their credit they're just playing too well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fair observation there, Jordan. Like I I agree. Like it it's been it really was when Levine went down that everything kind of started to turn around in their season. Yeah. But I think I would tear it down, man. I think that yeah, this I'm, is. I'm not I, opposed to it. At, like yeah, heavily opposed I, to it either. <laughs> I just don't think that this the the. I don't know how good this team really can get. Yeah, like, yeah. You'd yeah. have to really be. Uh, you'd have to sell high on somebody. Like, oh my god, look! Have you ever looked at Andre Drummond's box <laughs> he's, score? He's, he's he's Will Chamberlain. He's, uh, oh man, yeah. Like, like uh, I I really like that's all you could really sell. Like this team, uh, outside of their big guys, they don't have any real depth. It's a, it's a pretty lousy squad. I mean, we didn't even really mention Alex Caruso. Yeah. Uh, I mean the bald eagle, like we said, the bell of the ball. Uh, this uh, this trade deadline, everybody wants them. Uh, only one person's going to take them home, though. Uh, but right now, they've got their own first round pick next year. Uh, they would have Portland's, but that's lottery protected, and uh, there's no fucking chance Portland makes the playoffs. Sorry, Trailblazers fans. Uh, but then even after that, man, they don't have a 2025 first round pick, uh, and that could get ugly. So I think right now, you just cut your losses, try and get what you can. If you can get a fir- one first round pick for Demar Derozan. I say you fucking take it. You try and match the salary however you need to get the done, $30 yeah. million. You just take the pick. Uh, Zach Levine, Lakers, give me whatever the hell you have or whoever <laughs> else is interested. Oh. Uh, I, I pretty much think everyone on that team can be traded except for, I, I, and again, crazy thing, like, like Mr. White. Uh, I think you hold on to Kobe White a little bit yep. longer. Yep. Uh, I, I think you you see what you can get out of him, uh, whether this is him benefiting just in the system, playing with some of these other guys, or maybe this is him kind of emerging and showing himself as a, a legitimate, uh, you know, kind of a all-star caliber guard. Because, uh, yeah, he's been filling up the box sheet, uh, assists, crashing the boards, trying to hustle on defense. And, yeah, he can score the hell out of the rock, uh, good, good outside jump shot. So, yep, sure. uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that by any means you should build around him. But to have him as a complimentary piece on a, a team that is rebuilding, I really think, uh, you know, could be beneficial to a lot of people. And then at least you still have a guy who's a, a, a – a homegrown talent. You have someone who's uh, you know acclimatized to that system. It can really help uh, with all these new guys that kind of come in. And uh, I, I, that uh, that's really the only thing that I I, I think makes sense at this point because we we saw that the two seasons ago, the first year of Big Dog Ball Talk, when Demar Derozan had them at the number one seed and it looked like he might yeah. win the MVP, and then they end up getting swept by the Bucks. It's it, it, it it's over. They they tried this whole experiment. It failed. Yeah. It was cool. It was exciting, but. I, I think I'm done with it. I'm ready to cut ties with it. I'm, I'm sure a lot of Bulls fans out there are ready to do it as well. Uh, I mean, hell, we, we uh, the Warriors, I think uh, we, we talked with them one more time. I know they, they, they Steve Kerr even said, oh, maybe we need a seven-footer that can uh, that can score or a seven-footer that can shoot. Nikola Vucevic uh, That's actually State. the one – yeah, the one place it would be very interesting because mm-hmm. him and Draymond in a front court would be uh, – that's, that's a nice pairing. You know, that's kind of the ideal guy you would put next to, you know, either of them. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, optimistic for the bulls sure. organization. That's been so bad. Like, can they go through another rebuild? I mean, yeah, they, they kind of have no choice at this point. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's inevitable, you know, I've, yeah, I, I don't know. In my mind, maybe they want to prolong it, you know, one more little, mm. one more little, you know, few million dollars from your, your play in plus, 
four playoff games probably at most um and uh and and then tear it down but yeah i'm i'm not i'm not fully opposed to just tearing it down right now because uh there's there's no there's nowhere this team's actually going uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. Unfortunately, you hate to see it for my guy Demar, but uh, it is what it is. Free Demar. Free. Uh, but Jordan, to move on here, do the Bulls really deserve uh, to, no. to, to get this uh, to get this monkey off their back to really uh, you know uh, get get themselves a fresh start because you know they they had their the Ring of Honor uh, the inaugural one announced and uh, it seems like the last dance has poisoned all you sheeple's minds yes. uh, all you Jordan stands out there uh, the widow Jerry Krause booed by the Chicago Bulls fans uh, in attendance there insane uh, I don't really think I've ever seen anything quite like it uh, if I'm being honest uh, no. you know it's not even the guy uh, just, yeah. just is poor fucking wife uh the, the again the widow sitting there just trying to uh, i believe it was a uh, what might have been i think it was ron harper that was trying to kind of you know show he was there support her a little bit yeah, uh yeah. but uh, i that was a uh, one of like the most disgusting like i i was just i i honestly thought like maybe it was fake at first but i'm like okay this is this is brutal like and like yeah. again this is an old woman she's crying for god's sakes like are you like again the guy oh. made some comments that were you know not a hundred percent true but also not a hundred percent false and just happened to beef with uh, michael jordan who yeah. again is a notorious asshole. asshole so i don't know why I don't, this documentary that was put out and if, if anyone who's watched the last dance great documentary because they had film that was you know they had hours and hours and hours of this behind the scenes footage. Like it was yep. put together beautifully, yep. but it was propaganda. It was yes. Michael Jordan's puff piece. Like the yep. whole fucking thing was to make him look good and make everyone else look shit. And yep. that he did it all on his own. And again, everyone forgets they've had all that. They had this in locked in a vault, all this footage. They were waiting for the green light. No one, they got the green light to do this uh, documentary. 2016 NBA Finals after LeBron James comes back down 3-1. Michael yeah. Jordan is insecure, and that has always <laughs> been the fact. And that's why he beefed with management. That's why he's beefed with his teammates. Michael Jordan is insecure. He always wants to be the best. And when he knows that he's uh, not getting that attention, this is how he lashes out. And uh, apparently it's now extended past this. I actually uh, – I'm not I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a big you know believer in you know, targeting people. I actually think Michael Jordan needs to stand up here and condemn the fans who booed Jerry Krause. Be a man, Jordan. Do something. <laughs> Me? Yeah, I'll do so. I'll stand up. Yeah, you up. too. You should. Uh, I want you to get in a room with Michael Jordan and fucking listen, Jordan. <laughs> I need you to listen to me. Listen, you gotta make an apology. Listen, you yellow-eyed fuck. A snatches fucking <laughs> snatches cigar out of his mouth. Yeah, slap him across it. the face. <laughs> Show oh, you smoking from this shit sucks. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was an insane showing. I mean, they, they, that was got that gotta be the worst, uh, ring of honor, uh, ceremony ever oh, easily. because not only did that go down, you're th the, the only guys that really mattered to be there. Weren't there. Scotty Pippen wasn't there. Michael Jordan wasn't there probably cause those two guys I'm sure don't even speak right now. They they're uh, still yep. feuding. Uh, and, and Dennis Rodman wasn't even there. Um, and, and well, they'll see Jordan and Pippen will see each other at the wedding. Oh my God. You're right. <laughs> Family vacations years to come. Uh, you know, the, 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 they won't be able to avoid each other forever, but, but yeah, it was just weird that, uh, you know, the, the, yeah, you've got Ron Harper, you've got Steve Kerr, Phil Jackson showed up, but it's like, what, what it, it was just awkward to start to start with not having those, you know, the, 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 the most important guys there. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I get it that he's up on the screen and like, I, I think, I think what happened was it was Jerry Krause up on the screen, the booze rain rain down. Yes. And then yes. they, they cut to uh, his wife who like, it's not like they were directly booing her, but she was just upset no. by it. But still it's just so, yeah, you're booing a dead guy yeah, who is the, the he masterminded who, your six championships. That's that's the thing that really annoys me is most of these fucking people probably didn't even know who Jerry Cross was before the last dance. Mm -hmm. And as you said, it was all just yeah, propaganda and and sort of uh Michael Jordan's agenda to make it seem like he would have won three more championships if it were it not for Jerry Krause, you know, uh, not not willing to to re-sign Phil Jackson with the contract issues with Scottie Pippen. It was all sort of orchestrated, but when you really look at the facts, it's like he was the GM that that put put together this team that drafted Scottie Pippen that that's 
scouted Tony Kukoc, brought him over, uh, you know, when, when that wasn't really a thing at that time. Who, who, who and he who Jordan also you. didn't really like. No, no. And he, he would not have, you know, been on board with that decision. Uh, and, and, but, you know, he comes over and is a big part of the, the, the second three Pete. Um, and, and yeah, he was, he was the architect from start to finish. And it's like, what, the, what the fuck? Uh, like, I, it's just because of this, uh, uh, you know, yeah, as you say, propaganda sort of, you know, it, whole narrative that the Michael Jordan pushed just, you know, you know, from himself, there's no other, uh, you know, sources that this is coming from that Jerry Krause was an asshole and, you know, did all the, it was his fault that there weren't more championships, but it's like, dude, uh, and and it's not even, you know, you can't even blame Michael Jordan at the end of the day. It's the people who kind of have fallen for this and really would actually feel it so strongly that they'd go out there and boo. Um, you know, Michael Jordan's going to be who Michael Jordan is. He's, he's always been, uh, you know, a competitive psychopath. Um, so, but it's just a bad look from everyone all around from, and, yeah. and, and it's just, it completely ruined the night, uh, it, it, which, which already wasn't going well. Um, and then to, to, you know, finish it all off. They get smacked by the Warriors, one of the worst teams yeah. in the league recently, um, you know, on their home court. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was it was it was pretty bad. And, and yeah, I just feel feel so bad for for this this uh, this woman. My God, I'm forgetting her first name, but the Krause widow, okay. uh, as she'll yeah. be known. Mrs. Krause. Uh, she because uh, uh, she she obviously doesn't fucking deserve this. She's as you said, she's just there uh, trying to I'm sure she was invited. Uh, she yeah. might have been she might have even said to them, oh, no, I, I, I don't think I'll come. What if I and they're like, no, don't worry, come on down. You're gonna get It'll a warm great. welcome. You'll love it. It'll, It'll be so, so fun. fun. Everyone loves Jerry. It's like, boo. Like, it's <laughs> it's just it's 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 bad. Come on, Chicago, yeah. do better. I yeah. mean, they wonder why they've 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 had such a cursed uh, mm-hmm. sports history so much of their 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 time. Just uh, just rude. It was Philadelphia rude. with that crowd. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, uh, but yeah, too bad. To, to cap off the podcast here, Jordan, uh, a brief take. Want to get it from you? The NBA draft moving to a two-day event. Why? How fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> How stupid. Who I don't asked to sit for this? there for two days? Give me no, one night. And it's it like the NFL and the MLB and uh, the NHL, like the other major four sports, all have multiple-day drafts. So yeah, drafting a sense. million players. Yeah, there's uh, like seven to ten rounds of drafts. Like, of course, there's going to be fucking multiple days. You can't do it in one night. A yeah. two-hour broadcast is plenty. Now they've oh t- stretched to three last year. Like, yeah. how awkward is it going to be? The memes. Like, if I was invited to the NBA draft now, I wouldn't fucking show up unless <laughs> I knew I had it in writing. I was top five pick because you don't want to be the guy who shows up to draft night day one. And then you don't get drafted. You have to fucking go walk home in your draft suit without a draft cap. Nothing. You will get roasted alive. I'd stay up all night. And it would ruin it. Yeah. I would be horrible, man. Like I, 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 I think this is a stupid idea. I think this is another. I don't know what 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 they're thinking. Like maybe they'll make a little bit more money because it's a, now a separate broadcast. I guarantee day one of the draft now is going to be even longer, which yeah. doesn't need to be the case. Uh, I, I'm a hundred percent out on this. No, I hate this. I also already hate the draft. Like, uh, uh, I I like you know you know watching it to see who goes where. But th- there's this whole thing of making it this whole event and spectacle of you know interviewing these kids like multiple times, interviewing their fucking parents multiple mm-hmm. times, going through their you know the video cut video of their backstory when half of them are gonna be out of the league in three years or they're you know <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of them are already in the G League um, and you know. I, I get that they're trying, you know, I get that some of them won't be and you're going to want this, you know, footage to look back on, you know, for the future superstars of the league and, you know, all, all this stuff, whatever. Um, but I, I as, as a fan, I, I just don't care. Just show me who got picked. Give me one interview, uh, you know, with each guy. Um, and then let them go their separate ways. I think it's ridiculous that I, I and especially if the, the whole second night is just what that's just going to be the second round. Yeah, like, am, am I going to really sit through? the second round of the draft like they're Get just gonna the they're just gonna continually flash on the screen Jokic Nikola Jokic was drafted during a in the yeah, second round yep, yep, during yep. a Taco Bell commercial by the way so you know don't 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 switch channels here this, I, I promise this is exciting as fucking yeah. Mark Tatum comes up and uh you know reads out the fucking names uh yeah ridiculous idea yet again uh if anything shorten it for god's sake yeah and, and the worst part about it too all the draft picks get leaked out like two to three yes, minutes in advance. That's the issue so too. There's no to purpose watch. of it. 
Like I, I have to put my phone on silent and turn it over to even be able to enjoy the draft, like the, the anticipation of what your team might do, because it's going to be spoiled by fucking Woj or uh, or Shams. They yeah. will tweet it out before it even is done. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm out on the draft broadcast. Uh, fuck you, Adam Silver. Uh, what 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 done happened to my game? I love, uh, but. What done happened to our social media growth? Follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Twitter, yeah. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook for the old heads. Follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk. We will be back on Pinterest Friday. Mm, Pinterest incoming. As we yes. said. Big Dog, Dog Pintrock. Uh, threads? Uh, is that what it's called? Threads account? Yes, uh, yes. Threads, uh, which is Twitter, but not Twitter. Oh, I keep saying it. Follow us on X. X. I mean, maybe that's why we're not getting any X, Twitter X, X. growth. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You guys X. are confused. Yeah, we've been saying Twitter. Yeah, all, you young, all you young, young guns out there. Yeah. At X, uh, at Big Dog Ball Talk. Matic or Jordan Flegel. Until next time, see you guys on Friday. And as my good friend Jordan always says. Uh, Take care of your teeth, Matt. Take care of your teeth. Uh, Mm, I say this because... Uh-oh. Uh, and you know, I'm pretty good at taking care of my teeth. Not all the time, but I try. I chipped a tooth eating pizza. Oh, ripped it off. What? Yeah, yeah, of all things. Uh, oh, just, uh, I've chipped was, my tooth too, man. I fucking... It was, it was awful. Uh, what an experience, uh, you know, to feel with your tongue. Be like, That's sharper than usual. Wait, hold oh, on. Something's missing. The worst. Um, but, uh, you know, I got it filled in. Shout out my girl. I forget oh, her nice. name at the emergency dental clinic. Um, but, uh, you know, all is good now. But, yeah, uh, you know. Take care of your teeth, everyone. Brush twice a day. Floss, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Do it all. Gargle. Gargle. Gargle, gargle. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just so everyone knows, pizza apparently a dangerous food. So lay off the pizza, everyone, as well. Fuck it. Let's all get veneers. Yeah. Let's go to Turkey. Trip to Turkey. Do a live show over there. Do it. Get. I'm going to get a hair transplant over there. Let's <laughs> yeah. go, baby. Yeah, let's new go. year, new me. <laughs> yeah. Nice.